the city. It's this sprawling, massive place, miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games. Guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why. Why do those lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Why do they keep involving common folks in the games of the houses and guilds? I think they're the true power in Avalon, but I'm only one person. Then again, I've spoken with a blasted lamplighter. Have you? The streets of Avalon. This Fawford and the Grey Mauser-inspired urban swords and sorcery city of epic proportions holds adventure, intrigue, and a darkness that comes from its denizens both above and below. It's written for the world's most popular role-playing game by Brett Blazinski. Head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash streets to grab a copy. You're listening to Gaming and BS with Sean and Brett. Episode 362, October 4th, 2021. Welcome uh, to Gaming NBS, the tabletop RPG podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back to everybody. Glad you all here. You know, Sean, it's kind of cool to hear some of the BSers doing the intros. I Ray like Otis, uh, a player in my Delta Green game currently. <laughs> ah, very good. It's refreshing to not hear ourselves all the time. Kind of is, actually. <laughs> that's kind of why that's when we get the occasional <laughs> phone right in. I'm like, ah. Oh phone right in phone call in right so i'm like oh look i get to listen to somebody besides myself or sean this is kind of cool yeah thanks Very Ray, nice. for doing that yeah we, we still, still have, have slots open we still have spots open so if you Very want cool. to you know and you could be a little creative some of these guys are kind of going right on the script that's all right but uh you know 30 seconds keep it less than that and we'll be all right head over to gamingnbs.com forward slash intro sign up all one, all one word. Very cool. Yeah, and then put your name in the spreadsheet and a link to where we can find it, or email it to us. The instructions are at the top. So, yeah. So, Sean, so let's talk gaming, man. What did you uh, get? Anything cool in last week? Since we talked, I did. I um, I ran Delta Green on Sunday, first session, session one. Very cool. It went off without a hitch. Uh, I think I think you have snagged every Sunday available player. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I gotta yeah. I gotta retool. Yeah. I do. I, I don't know what I'm. I um, I had a backup plan, and I don't know if my backup plan is going to work either. So, I might be fucked. I don't know. I got to figure out how to make this work, man. Yeah, it's I'll it's it's a tricksie. It is. Um, uh, as Edwin Negi said on the. On my uh, on my post in the forums, scheduling is fun or something along those lines. Yeah, it's it's like hitting your head on a brick wall. It's fun, and when when you stop, I mean, it's really good. It feels great when you're done. <sighs> so I won't say too much because, of course, that would defeat the purpose, or I would I would somehow taint Brett. Correct. You you might right. He might say, "Oh, Sean had an issue with that," so I'll you know. But I will say this. 
the players are getting their footing because you know they're you know when you run into players that don't know each other it starts off a little slow and then by the, mm-hmm. you know second or third fourth session people are gelling and kind of understand even even understanding their own character right oh no there's there's plenty to do and depending who you depending who you are as a player some people move faster into those places and some don't some are more tentative and some just you have your own approach right now and neither one is any better than the other and the other component too is like if it's a new rule system for folks you know you don't want to excuse me don't want to be the person how do i do this how does that work you know you, you want to you want to have a concept sometimes of what needs to get done. And sometimes you end up asking the quote unquote silly rules question, you know, and that can just take up time. But once people get into that stuff and figure each other out, it should cook along pretty well. I am really, really jealous that you are way ahead of me. Dorigo might be interested. He mentioned that he, he just need my start time was he had an issue with my start time, but he might be able to make yours. So the the ad is in the forums, if you want to check that out. And I think it's still on like the frontish page, like it hasn't gotten buried or anything. So if you're interested, yeah, the problem, well, yeah. the problem is now that the the data was going to start is like fast approaching and it's not going to happen. So yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I got to retool. I got to retool. It's going to have to happen. In addition to that, I ran Forbidden Lands, um, and there was a, a very small dungeon crawl kind of thing okay. um so they're they were in the tomb last we left off our our rogues and raiders in a forbidden land were exploring a tomb and then they found a secret door uh, well they found a room didn't really find it there was a door they entered a room but that was it and then they unlocked a secret door and then went down a cavern and a couple paths, and there's a worm wandering around. Maybe some kind of worm. We nice. It's kind of the all oh, purple worm, right? Default purple yeah. worm, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, does Forbidden Lands have purple worms? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't does now? I don't know. Well, does it? I don't know. Could be worse than a purple worm. Could absolutely be worse. Could be a friend, like an enemy of the purple worm. Like they're maybe real friendly worms. That's possible. Could be anything. They don't know. But regardless, they they found a tower, kind of a, a weird entrance to a tower that they have not, like, gone into because they backtracked and went up above ground, like another exit up above ground, and looked across to see where that exit underground might lead because they heard some voices. And I'm like, oh, you see a tower. So... We'll see in the next one what they do and who's in the tower. Hmm. But that's about my my uh, escapades, Brett. Um, let's see. Greyhawk was last week. Did I tell you? I got to use my rock grub attack. So that was fun. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, the half orc assassins. Um, the <laughs> players sprung <clears throat> sprung upon them, and one of them uh, flung a sack of rock grubs at the paladin, which was hilariously fun for me. When um, Nick finally figured out, oh, Christ, they're going to kill me. (laughs) Yes. How many turns do I have? Um, Maybe one left. Oh, shit. Uh, Cure disease. (laughs) It was really near death there. And then they had a bag of devouring as well that they had with them that they used to dispose of bodies. And uh, the druid almost stuck his hand in it. 
almost so close. I almost chewed his hand off. But they survived. The druid did get his sight back, which is also hilarious because the druid had been blinded earlier. Different adventure. And early on in the session, they encountered some spriggans out in the desert. Um, these nasty uh, gnomes that can like turn giant size and whatnot. So they're fighting them. And the, the druid's blind. So he's like, I think I hear the, the sound over there, right? Yeah, good. Heat metal. <laughs> the poor paladin is like starting to cook. He's like, you son of a bitch. Oh, you, well, have, a, you have a blind character you. as well. Yes. Uh. They, was able to fix, they, they got him fixed, but it, it took a while. It took a while. And uh, it, the, the paladin almost was borderline going to lose his paladin hood from beating the crap out of a blind old druid. <laughs> who, who just fairy fire everybody heat metal over here let's do this over there i'm sure it'll affect the bad guys worse than you it was it was kind of fun but tomorrow is uh some more greyhawk so we'll see how that goes that should be a good time other than that nothing much man oh all right just banging my head on the scheduling wall as i said earlier yeah so nothing new or crazy there i think that's about it we good i think oh i should uh i should state here, I did announce it in um, Discord and on the forums. I am not going to make uh, Game Ocon this year. So I'm not going to not gonna make it. I did cancel my games. Um, if you'd signed up for one of them, I apologize. I um, Sincerely, I do. I feel bad that if you were like, hey, I'm going to play in this game. This will be fun. I'm sure we would have had a good time and whatnot, but it's, I'm not going to make it. So I apologize. And I'll do my damnedest to make it up to you at some point. So anyway. Um, other than that, nothing else. Anything otherwise newsworthy, dude? Uh, no. All right. Well, let's go on to Random Encounter. Then random, quick. In, random Encounter. Segment of the show, we field voicemails, emails, comments from social media. Brett usually defers. You want me to? I All defer. Right. So this is from Bob L. He writes in via email regarding episode 361. And Brett's Dungeon. Hmm. Yeah. So it's probably a good thing I'm reading it. <laughs> Great show as always, gentlemen. Brett's experience with the players simultaneously spending a lot of time in but not fully exploring the cool dungeon he created mirrors to some extent a recent experience from my Traveler game. The team is exploring an unknown region of space following a sketchy star map hoping they'll find fuel after each jump and trying to get to a system in which they hope to find something awesome. I'd like to know what something awesome would be. In the middle of this series of games, I came up with what I thought was a brilliant idea for a planet and a dangerous encounter. I couldn't wait to put it in there, so that's exactly what I did. I spent a lot of time writing up this particular planet and developing the idea. While there's stop... Uh, there was indeed dangerous and fun. It could have been so much better. My mistake. Putting a hell of a lot of work into what amounted to a dangerous fuel stop. My players didn't know the difference and they had a good time as always, but I felt I'd wasted a brilliant idea and it is now messed up. Used up, sorry. Used up. Gone. Well, sorta. I mean, they know about this particular planet and its inhabitant and that knowledge could come in useful at some point. But really, this would, world should have been the main location and focus of a series of games. This is how Brett's dungeon sounded. Great dungeon, lots of work. In the end, just a spot to find a clue and move on. Lesson learned. Thanks for all the great podcasts and a great community of gamers. 
Thanks for writing in, man. I think, you know, Bob, I think what we're the whole concept of the end in mind, right? Is like when I when I was putting the dungeon together, it sounds like what you're doing there is like it, it is easy to become enamored with the piece of the project you're working on, right? When at the end of it, you're like, so what's it there for? Sean and I jokingly when we're talking about, hey, we should do this or that with the podcast. What do you think? And I'm like, what's the point? What's the goal? Why are we doing this? And it's a uh, it's a cliche within the IT business space or just in the in corporate world. Someone will be talking, 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 and someone will go, well, what's the reason? What's the point? What exactly are we driving at? And trying to hone it in, especially, and I have to do this a lot with my infrastructure crew because it's very easy for us to get enamored with, you know, the latest version of um, networking. I want SD-WAN, it can solve all our problems. If only, oh, wait a minute, wait, wait, I, IP this thing. Oh, if we do this, that, the other thing. I mean, there's really cool things we can be doing. It's very easy to get enamored with it. But in fact, at the end of the day is my company sells boxes full of stuff. Those things have to go out the door. That's it, right? And it's base piece. And um, again, when I looked at it, as you summed up, you know, it was a cool dungeon, put a little bit of effort into it. At the end, it, you know, its whole purpose was to provide clue so they could move on to the next bit. It really wasn't the big place to have an adventure, right? So at least that's not what I drove them there for, right? They were coming in, following all the right pieces and kind of like you did here, right? So they, they've got this really cool planet. They land, they're like, oh, this is interesting, but this isn't the goal. The goal is over here. So sometimes, quite frankly, our players will keep our, the end goal, at least their goal in mind, more often than we will, right? And um, we often bemoan the fact that people turtle up. They won't make decisions. And sometimes, we goddamned if we could actually get them off the decision they've made. They're like, nope, we are going here. We are traveling across the wasteland. We will ride the horses till they're dead and eat them. <laughs> and they will keep going, you know. So, yeah, I totally, what you're saying here makes absolute sense. I've, uh, I, I absolutely see the connection there. It's almost like they, they purposely, they, they imagine and change the reality of the situation that there's an actual purpose and a reason to go to somewhere that is absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's got to be here. It's got whatever we're looking for. It's got to be here. This is the way we should go. Yep. It's got a proper noun. So yeah. It's, it's, called, a pro- it's a proper it's, noun in the game. It's called it's called Clueville. I mean, all the clues are got to be in Clueville, for God's sakes. We got to go there. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Never, they don't. They don't know. So. No, they don't. But is it? it is interesting. Sometimes when what you ran into and what I ran into, I, I think is, you know, honestly, I think... I think it is almost one of those pieces that perhaps, Sean, we could say makes for good players, right? We talked about that a little bit, is that you, you've made a, you have a plan, you have goals or whatever, and it's not that you ignore all the GM shenanigans as he or she or they try to push you around and get you to bite all these different red herrings, but, you know, sticking with something and going for it and heading in the right, and heading in quote unquote the right direction or a direction of any kind is really actually quite damn nice <laughs> for the game master because how many times have we all sat around trying to run a game and well we could go left we could go back maybe we should do this why are we here anyway what are we doing again and to have the players say i know why i'm here i know exactly what we're supposed to do and every man jack of them says that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing done that's it's goddamn lightning in a bottle right there if you can get it <laughs> so 
sometimes it's worth it's worth doing. Very cool. Thank you, Bob, for writing in. I appreciate it. That's yeah, nice. thanks, Bob. All right, who we got next here? E. Armstrong from YouTube. Oh my God, we read a YouTube comment. Yeah, I think it's the second one actually. Okay, I have rebuttal to the heist in Five E response. I understand that many people only play 5e because of the simplified rule system. And when they say, I want to play a heist in 5e, that they're not looking for, here's a system that does heist well. In my opinion, there are too many people who want 5e to do things it's not built to do. At a certain point, when you do contort 5e to a point where you can throw the rulebook out the window just because it doesn't matter anymore. I'm all for GMing, GMs making tweaks, but 5e is made for exploring ruins, fighting monsters, and maybe chatting up a nobler two. You can have a party of all rogues sneaking through corridors with a druid for pass without trace, but at that point, all the tension of the heist is gone. All of them roll 25-plus stealth. With a regular adventuring party, the fighter barbarian type who is built to fight will be thankful for the chance to fail a stealth check so they can get back to combat instead of the heist mode. <laughs> Good point. In short, the way 5e builds characters, you're either so specialized that a heist mode is useless or you aren't specialized at all and heist fails, um, falls back down to a combat when things go wrong and someone fails to check. And that's w- without magic items to consider. I'm just saying that it requires such specific circumstances to work. I think I think E. Armstrong here is, is, has a solid point. We've talked about this before. Some people love tweaking the hell out of a game system. Hand up. Brett's one of those guys. Love doing that stuff. I like strong arming things and uh, for various reasons we've talked about before. But I can definitely see where if you do not enjoy tweaking stuff, if the people you're playing with do not enjoy playing with a, dare I say, tweaked out version of 5e or tweaked out version of First Ed or Star Frontiers or Shadowrun or traveler whatever it is you're messing with if um you can wreck the verisimilitude of the game you can wreck everybody's feeling right if they're like this just doesn't it it feels clunky it feels wrong it feels awkward everybody's got to be in on it right if we want to play a 5e heist and we're like look we can do this yeah we're all in it we all we all like the we all like the adjustments we're all going to play exactly the type we're all going to do you know what whatever um, considerations, you know, they're, they're all playing towards it. I think it can work out fine. But again, you got to, everybody's got to be into it and willing to play that type of a tweaked, changed, modified system. And uh, that doesn't work well for some folks. Yeah. Absolutely. It's true. It's a damn good perspective, though. And I think it's, I think it's one of those pieces that can drive people to play other games. Right. And it's not a bad thing. They say, hey, much like yourself, Sean, like, hey, 5e is doing pretty good. I want something a little bit different. Boom, enter Forbidden Lands for you. Hey, it's doing this one thing better for you. Great. Go do that. Could I or you force another game system to accomplish a similar goal? Probably. But hey, this one's taken a lot of the uh, the heavy lifting of the tweaks and modifications for you and built, built, purpose built. So. I like it. That's good. That's good feedback. Good perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Anything Mr. else, man? Mr. E. Armstrong. That is it for Dairo, or a Random Encounter this week. So. Oh, cool. Short and sweet. Short and sweet. Let's get into the main topic. <laughs> All right, Brett. What are we talking about this week? 
We're talking about the end. We're talking about the end, Sean. The end? Yes. So this happens in, um, we've talked about this a little bit before, and it just recently hit me where my buddy Alpha is running um, Out of the Abyss. We call it, we're called, we call it the Rage of Demons campaign. So we're playing Out of the Abyss. And we were going through, and somebody said, how many more sessions do we have? And he said a while back, I think it's like three or four. Like, huh. Interesting. And then the last game we played, one of the players couldn't make it. And he wanted to make sure everybody was there for the big event, the final final. So he said, well, we'll get up to a certain point, but there's probably going to be one more session so everybody can be here. Okay, that totally makes sense. Yep, that's good. But something about that conversation, I've had this conversation with this group and with other groups before, rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And by that, and by that, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's something about knowing when the campaign is going to end makes me feel like um, I play differently as a player. I found, uh-huh. and maybe it's maybe it's a fault, failing of mine or whatever. But I can also see it in the other group in the group and other people I played with, where knowing that the final session is coming up, I've heard this talk where people are like, oh, we'll save that for the big fight we know is coming. Ah, I wouldn't use that now. The end's coming, right? We only have so many more sessions. And um, I, I think that's poisonous. <laughs> you know, it can be a little toxic and, and not toxic is too strong. I think it's a little distracting. It's a little heavy in the metagamey stuff. And um, I sometimes wonder, myself included, if I say this is the last session, you're right? I think there's there's some benefits to that, but something for me, even when I'm running, makes me think, huh, am I forcing this to end today because I said it would was supposed to end? Am I forcing an ending, right? Or is this naturally where it should complete? So I, it feels like when we when we know when the campaign is going to end, like I know it's this is session five of six sessions, it's going to be done in six. It feels like a. Um, it feels an arbitrary, and it feels really heavy-handed to me. And I, th- I wonder how much, and maybe it's just a breadth perception, Sean. So I'm interested to in your opinion, which is why I brought this up. Do you think it changes the way you approach play as a player and play as a game master? Do you think it changes your opinion or excuse me, your approach, just your overall approach? Because I know it does mine. As I said, I, I tend to. Horde stuff like oh wait I know there's a big fight coming don't use that spell don't use that thing I know the I, I know there's an end coming and even as a game master I start thinking huh well this is going to end what's next and then my mind starts wandering right. away a little bit yeah right. right, onto what's supposed to come after this <laughs> that's and um, then I feel myself backed into a corner I'm like well I did say this was the last session I better end it because that's what I promised versus my preference, which is it ends when it ends, you know. Uh, so what do you think, man? This is uh, an interesting one because I have experienced them all, I think. Okay. Um, so I guess the question, and I think this is the assumption, is that you are talking about kind of a pre-planned arc like it's it's there's an ending right you plan on like there's an end to the campaign yep 
I, I get asked this about my homebrew stuff too. So yeah, we're playing Avalon. We're having a good time. But how many more sessions do you think we got left? And I don't, if I, I have found that giving a number versus saying a few or even something as, sil- as simple as, I don't know, maybe about a half dozen, maybe less. Instead of saying six, five, three, two, giving something with a vague with a vagueness to it or a range doesn't have the same impact on me and the people I played with. I, I find that if you say two more sessions, it's like it's like oh, two more two more turns, I get to park the car, right? <laughs> it's like oh, it's Wednesday, two more days is the weekend. I know what's coming. I know it's going to be over with. Come hell or high water, this campaign is done. Well, right. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things in life that follow that pattern. TV shows, yes, you know, unless they canceled, you're like, oh, true. What happened? Potential board games, mm-hmm. season finales, books, novels, yes. mm-hmm. yeah, vacation, road trips, yes. So, but this, I, this is a role. This is role playing game. This though. is a role playing game we're talking about today. Got it. Good to yeah, know. Just, 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 just keep you on track. Keep you on track. Right. And the reason I say that is because it's similar to a lot of those things. Right. Yes. It's similar to these box time pieces, but it is different enough and interactive enough. Where if I'm reading a book, I'm like, well, I'm almost done. We'll see how this author wraps it up. I got that. Fair. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, okay. Let me, but let this me is not you as a player waiting to see how Brett wraps it up. You know, I don't know. Keep fair, going, keep going. I fair, but interrupting you on that because do we get into RPG mode all the time when we're wrapping up a campaign, which is big boss battle. Everything's been leading up to this. It's got a it's got to end in a triumphant display of might from the players and heavy action. It can. It can. We don't always. It, I mean, <laughs> we, I know for a fact in the in the Out of the Abyss game, that's what's coming. <laughs> right. It, I, I can see it. It's going to be a big goddamn huckabuck. It's going to be a, just a, a throwdown, <laughs> you know. Right. Right. And most, dare I say, not all, and specifically, like I think, with, I mean, with D&D, probably, Delta Green, Call of Cthulhu, maybe not so much. Well, Call of Cthulhu, you could say, well, um, hmm. This is the, the rituals tomorrow night. We ended the session. Next session is the ritual, and we have to stop this, or this bad thing happens. I think we're done tomorrow. Next session. I think it's I think that might be it. Fair. And people have, and people ask you the same thing. Is this over? Is the Delta, how, how much longer before we're done with Master Metal Thotep? How much longer before, you know, Dreams from Witch House is over? Well, that's a good point. And I think what I'm getting at is how it ends, right? Because with Delta Green, it's oh, yeah. pretty, pretty like, I mean, it could go out. <laughs> Everybody likes to blow shit up in Delta Green, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It could be a TPK. I mean. Yes. But it is yeah. a very... Okay, so yeah, it ended and it's it's not really done. It's it's you know what it is? It's the Incredible Hulk series from the 80s with Bruce Banner oh, yeah. walking down the freaking highway. That's every Delta Green ending. Actually, I prefer the Delta Green endings that are more like the thing. 
when there's two people left in the freezing snow staring at each other and wondering which one of them is the monster. That's a that's good awesome. One. That's a good one. Yeah, but and I still have to think. I still thank you every time I every time I watch it. We'd be like, God, oh, so glad yeah. Sean gave yeah. me this. Good. Um, but I, I mean, so what I'm saying though is that if you know an ending is coming, yes, I think um, I prefer my preference. Like if I use movies, I prefer when the movie's happening and things are going on, and I I I, I can feel the end is building up and so forth. But I'm not watching the clock. I'm not like pausing the movie. How much longer is this thing? How much longer is this thing? I'm not, I'm not looking at that. I'm caught up in the action waiting for, oh, it ended. And then if it's a good Marvel movie, I'm waiting to get through the credits so I can see the fucking Easter egg because it ain't over until I see the Easter egg, right? So I'm waiting. I, I want to, I'm caught up. I'm in the action. I want this thing to happen. And I don't want to be reminded. And this, again, this could just be a pure Brett problem. I don't like being reminded that it's going to end. And as a game master, for me, I like the ability to know Right now, at this moment, I can feel the group, how we're playing. This is going to end on a downer. This whole campaign just, it lands. Everybody goes, oh, my God, we failed. Or, oh, my God, we kind of won, but at what cost? Or whatever happens. Or it's a huge, wonderful, whatever it is. So I, I don't plan my endings, right? Per se, I don't plan. Like, it will end in a big fight, and they either win or die. I don't think of them that way. And maybe that's because I'm not running published adventures and in the published adventures, perhaps in the uh, 5e realm, um, the being the most recent ones I, I've read, it's kind of like you, you finish this thing, which is very much so in Bram the Frostmaiden. You know, you've got to go deal with the problem and the problem is usually a big ass fight, right? But I, I think... I guess, do you like it, Sean? If, if I'm running for you, do you want to know, hey, this game will run five sessions and we're done? So you've got like a little advent calendar. You click it to count it down. Well, I can say this, that I was in a campaign that was just never going to end. It just, there was, ah. there was no, I mean. So is the X-Files TV show. You're like, this has to get canceled. It will never fucking stop. Well, I was thinking more like MASH or something. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> Where long, just at the end of it, you're like, could Longer you just, than the Korean War actually lasted. Uh, yeah, could somebody just put, put a fork in this one because it's getting embarrassing? Yeah. Um, so I there is I, I hear what you're saying there, and that is a different problem. The campaigns that never end. But how do I know that, Brett? How do you know that? How I will know. I know if there is if there is going to be an ending? Right. You say you don't plan your endings. You don't. So now do you. Okay. Having said that, you say you don't plan your endings, but do. How do you determine when it's going to end? I guess is the question. So when I, when I'm setting up a campaign with a group, they know that it has a beginning and an end. Things have to end. Otherwise that gives them meaning. I sure. I agree. You you, you end it. It has meaning to it. That's, that's a story that was told. Right. What, what they want is to be able to tell as complete a story as possible. They don't want to feel like an artificial five sessions in, click, we're done. They don't like that. Do they and not do like I. it? You don't know why? No, I, I know why. Is because if they do, then they're like, okay, well, let's just play a board game with a clock. Oh. Because if it's X number of turns, you know, first one to 21, then whatever. You know, Shadow of the Demon Lord has a set amount, 
but I don't know if I don't know if I know people that have the same type of reaction. I think Shadow the Demon Lord is interesting because the way it's the way that thing is set up, and this is me talking with yeah. no <clears throat> working knowledge. I think there's something when you're playing that game, it feels like I said before, <clears throat> excuse me, you're gonna get caught up in that action. And somebody's and at the end of it, the game master goes, three sessions left. Holy fuck. You know, it's almost like the doom clock, right? It's like watching your sanity drain. You know, it, it's how it feels like it would run to me from talking to VC and other people who have run this. But I so you didn't answer my question. Really I haven't answered you, a single do question. Do you think being a dick? <laughs> do you, Sean, like it? If I were to say, "Hey, this this game will go six sessions," I'm not going to answer that sessions. question. I'm just going to keep dancing around it. Like, Why? so Brett, so Sean, let me tell you about this one time <laughs> where that actually happened to me. Yeah, I um. But so far, you don't like any endings at all. No, you don't like. <laughs> I don't like anything to end ever. I don't want. It, I don't want it to go on for too long. And I never want it to stop. I, I was that, that kid is. that threw a temper tantrum every time something changed. I changed. guess. Yeah. You just don't like change. No end. Uh no. I was a good boy. Anyways, uh-huh. I I sometimes do want to know when it's going to end because I I sometimes don't want. I don't want the thing to go on forever and I can plan appropriately. And that may be just, Hey, what's the next game? And that's primarily if obviously I'm game mastering, if Mm. I'm a player, like I'm in the cyberpunk red game, I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm having a good time, but you know, I don't know if I want to play cyberpunk red for another two months or a month. I don't know. Like it depends on what's going on. See, that's a very good perspective now. Right. So, Let's take that. So one of the things that Alpha has talked about with the um, Out of the Abyss game is that after this, she's going to run 4th edition Warhammer Fantasy RPG. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. We're all hip on that. I run 1st edition of it for the group. We had a good time with it. The rules were clunky. They really want to try this one because it, and I've read enough of it, looks pretty cool. Is we're, that we're the one on from that. Fantasy Flight? Um, no. Fantasy Flight was the big box one with the funky oh. dice. This is... Um, the one before or after? Oh, this is uh, Cubicle 7, I think. Oh, this okay. is the latest one. This is the most recent one. Got it. Anyway, so knowing that there's something coming next, like, ooh, what are you going to do after this? That's usually how the game, how the conversation starts in my group is like, hey, what's coming after this? Well, when this is done, I'll run this. This was, ooh, how long before we get to that? And then I say something like, well, a few more sessions. And I, I can definitely see... The, the days where I used to run, like, even when I ran Vampire for 15 years, right, the World of Darkness stuff, there were story chunks. There was a campaign, a campaign, a campaign. We may revisit a character or two, but it was different slices in time and so forth, chapters or whatever you want to call it. But I've never played one campaign for 15 years. Right. I, I, also, I mean, you can find somebody out there who has. They exist. Right. And I think um, what you're saying there. Yeah. Bravo. If you can do it. I think what you're saying is a really good reason to have an understanding of when it's going to end, even if it's a vague understanding, not even a number of sessions. Right. Is because I don't want to be married to Cyberpunk Red because I don't want to let you all down as a gaming group. And I don't want to say, oh, we're going to play this for five years. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> right. It, it's kind of. It, not knowing it could lead to awkwardness, 
perhaps. Right. So I totally get that. I think there's, I think there's that, that's some, that's a good impact, right? Knowing that there's, this is going to end. Yeah. I'm not having that much fun with it, but I like playing with these guys and they say they're going to run white box or something else different. I'll try that. That's a good point. There is, there was a discussion. I don't know. And I, I can't remember who specifically, but on our Discord, there were a couple individuals that were encountering the, my my game group dropped the, hey, when is this over bomb? Or, hey, can we end this? Or, you know, and it, <laughs> and it's like, well, why? You know, did it, is it, and then it was, how do I do it? Or then it was, then questions came up that, well, why do they want to end it? Like, what's the purpose? Is it is it because it's boring to them? Or mm-hmm. is it because they've played it for a longer time than they anticipated? Is it because they want to get to the end to, to do the big boss? Or do they get a taste of the new shiny? Like, there's probably a lot of different motivations. And that spurred a bunch of conversation. And that question can be a kick in the, in the knees. Yeah, right? well, just the... Broaching so, be, uh, right? so yeah, I was hoping um, we're not going to play Cyberpunk Red for much longer, are we? Right. Is a lot different than, hey, um, are we playing, as a group, what do we want to do after this? Because, yeah, that's cool and all, but what would we do after this? I think there's, it's like we said, <laughs> like we talked about, like, don't don't use 5e for X. Or, hey, I want to do X, and then somebody's a jackass and just tells you what system you're using and how wrong you are. Um, I, I think there's a way to ask that question and, and not kick your game master in the kneecaps or anybody else who's having fun playing it. Right. Right. And we're now, I put that out there and the experiences that did hit the discord were the players bringing it up to the game master. Now there are game masters that do the same. Here's truly right. Curse yeah. Strad. I'm done. You know, I'm finished. I'm not running this. Yeah. And there were there were people that were like, I'm, you know, I'm okay. I'm having an okay time. I'm having a great time. And I'm like, eh, I'm done. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I'm like, I think it. I think it's a good. As long as it's not intentionally done to harm, right? Like, like, hey, you're this game fucking sucks, and you're a bad person. Wins this over, right? I mean, there's there's attitude things that can go with it, but I think the um, I don't want to say this. It's a logical question, and I think, as I said, my I, I don't mind my group asking. My answer is usually I'm thinking a few more, maybe half dozen. I, I give a span like that, and part of that for me, one of the reasons I answer in that way is then I get a I get a gauge from the group immediately. When I say that out loud, you can either see the eyes roll, right? Like, oh, another half dozen of this shit. You can see the eyes roll, right? Even if it were the heavy sigh. Or some people are like, wow, okay, cool. Boy, we better knuckle down and really focus, you know, or whatever it is, Sometimes, depending on the conversation. Um, but it also can drive a conversation back. It's like, well, you guys having fun. We can keep going. Or if you're not, this could be a good place to stop. So I think there is some power in that, Sean. Where, like I said, I think some of the um, my earlier comments of like I play differently, and I think that's perhaps a Brett problem to solve. Um, versus saying, "Hey, when's this campaign going to end?" <clears throat> Excuse me, and using that that question either from the game masters or from the players as a whole as a way to start a conversation. And sometimes the conversation is, "No, we're having fun. We just know 
that you've got Simbaroom on the shelf, man. And you've been talking about that. And uh, that really, we're really jazzed up about it. Can you please get that to the table? <clears throat> yeah, exactly. So you, you could have that. And sometimes it can be, we talked, um, when Nick and I talked with Alpha about the, um, about the Undermount campaign, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, we are talking to him and we're like, look, man, you're doing, you as a game master are fine. This is not a slight against you. We're just not having a lot of fun. It's just this, it's just a long dungeon-y grind. And quite frankly, the way our group works, we don't have a cohesive reason to be here. So maybe there's something that we missed, however it is, but this is where we are right now. And uh, yeah, no harm, no foul if you kill this thing. You know. There, there, I just brought this up with the for, Forbidden Lands group, honestly. Like mm-hmm. last session, at the end of the session, I'm like, temp check. You know, do you guys, because this kind of started out like, hey, I'm going to run this for a few sessions. We'll get to all learn it and then we'll see where it goes. Sounds good. Like I didn't anticipate it going six, seven months, whatever. And they were like, you know, okay, fine. And we did. There was a TPK kind of, sort of, pretty much. And then they wanted to keep going and start over and everything was yeah, fine. Yeah, you, you had a campaign end and like, let's do this again. New right. campaign, please. But at the same time now, you know, it's, it's, you know, temp check. I just want to make sure, like, how, how long do you guys anticipate wanting to play this game? Like, do you, because with the group I'm playing with, they're, they're on our discord. They're all about new shinies. They, they're running different games with different people too, you know, their home groups. And sometimes, you know, it just takes the, I don't really want to try alien. And, you know, I don't know about you guys. Right. Which is fine. And the answer was, well, I think I kind of got the, we'll go until we go. Like, we'll go until we get there, wherever that is. So, great. I think, that, I think and that's a legit answer, too. The, the, we're having fun. We're not ready to answer that yet, is what that means, at least from my perspective. When I hear that from a group or when I say, you know what? Um, I'm not looking to end it unless you guys want me to. Yes. And you I want to give no, no, players no, 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 no. an we're, we're, Right. Yeah, we're having a good time. We're having a good time. Keep it going. Keep it going. Right. Um, the first streets of Avalon actual play I did, we, we went on for a while and we got to a certain point and I did a similar thing. Temp check. You guys cool? You know, and Andy and, and Tom and the crew, I'm like, you guys having fun with this? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, you ready? We'll keep going. Sounds great. Let's keep rolling. But otherwise, yeah, I think it's, um, that makes sense. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a good reason to do that. But I, th- I to think. Have the conversation. I also am you know, late in getting stars and wishes put into place and poking those guys. So some of the things that I think may drive players to say, ah, you know, we can wrap this up whenever you're ready, buddy, is probably being more in the stars and wishes, man. It is a great feedback mechanism. This is the uh, breakup method. It's not you. It's me. My needs aren't being met. (laughs) That's well, maybe, but you, the, the way I'm looking at it is I'm looking at some of the stars and wishes that the guys are listing and I'm going, all right, okay, good. So I'm going to try to implement some of the things that they're, you know, I'm highlight the stuff that they like, yep. take the stuff that are wishes and go, okay, I need to implement that piece. As a matter of fact, one of them was like, oh, it'd be nice to go into a dungeon. Ding. Now, 
there's some definitions of what that might look like. They may say, mm-hmm. well, we went into a dungeon, but it wasn't really that fun because it was really short. Or, you know, I was hoping to be like this big tomb of, you know, tomb of horrors kind of thing. Whatever, rinse, repeat. But at least I can sit back and go, okay, I'm not ignoring some of the things that they would like to see in the game. I love the fact that you're doing that because I have, you know, I've talked about this before. I mean, I've been gaming with my crew for a really long time, damn near 30 years. And because of that, sure, the type of dialogue I'm having is similar to like the you and Jeff dialogue. Like, look, man, this fucking sucks. Yeah, I know it fucking sucks. Well, yeah, fuck you. No, fuck you back. You know, blah, blah, blah. You've known these people forever. So I can have that dialogue back and forth with my group. And they will openly tell me, I'm really having fun. You know what we should do next is we should go into a dungeon. Someone will say that out loud. Right. And but we know each other. So we're very free to have these conversations and we don't care about it. I think that I think the mechanism you're using is great. And I think this is this conversation about, you know, when does when does this campaign end? When are we done? Is another piece of that. Right. Like, hey, how long do you want this to go? I think that's a great I think it's a great question. And like I said, um, the only thing that makes me kind of hate the number like it's two more sessions or three more sessions is i feel that i don't know if you've had you've had this but i feel like i play differently and i do feel sometimes i I see certain players play differently do you feel that you play differently sean like you're like oh it's the last game of cyberpunk red fine i light myself on fire and run naked through them all because what do i care you're saying like because you know that that it's coming to an end i'm gonna i will physically i will act different with my character at the table and I would say I've seen people go from like normal, normal, normal to ooh, it's over. Play like a con character, right? Like I stole it. I said, "Whoa, easy," you know. Yeah, there's something to be said about. Uh, yeah, you're like like you said, it's a con character. You know, um, I don't know. I I haven't made a conscious effort to to do that. I don't know, and I don't think I have. Like, there's okay. we ran two tail to green sessions. You know, I kind of knew it was at an end. And we were going to do vignettes, so I knew that they were yes. going to be relatively short. J- Jimmy and Ian were both, you know, I think the next one's going to probably wrap things up. So, but I didn't go into full, all right, let's let's get in a car chase and blow some shit up, man. Like, it's yeah. it's the end. It's the end of the yeah. world as I know it. So, you know, my player character's not going to make it to the next week, man. So I might as well just go out in a big bang, f- big flash bang, man. <laughs> So I don't, I don't try to, um, do you ever find yourself like, um, holding on to stuff, waiting for the big thing? I was just going to say, cause that, I, I see that I, I know I do that more than I probably We got to rest. Should. We got to rest. It's in the next yeah, well, room. There, there, well, I got to rest. Big, like I got a long rest. I got to sleep somewhere. Big fight coming. I mean, it, it fucking uh, alpha told us big battle, you I, know, this is a, you know, the battle Royale of demonic nobility. I think we ought to rest up people. There yeah. was a tweet that caught on fire. I think we, I don't know if I brought it up last, like it was a, it was a long time ago. I was like probably two, three months ago, but somebody had brought up some type of situation like that, where it was the game. It was in, you know, a session game master said, okay, you guys going to go into the next room. And everybody was like, you know, or go to the next. And they knew that the big bad was going to be right around the corner. And the spellcaster was like, I'm out and I'm done. And I don't, I got to rest because I'm out of spells. I'm out of goods, yeah. I'm out of goods. And so people were like, well, that's a shitty way to play. Because they were adamant about like, 
no, I'm resting and there's no, and I I have to do it because I have nothing else to do and I don't want to sit for three hours while you guys try to fight the big bad. So I think some of I, so what that makes me think of is the play style of the group, right? If the play style of the group is like small fight, small fight, small fight, small fight, big fight, right? If that's how it goes, I totally get that, right? If this is a very tactical crunch, 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 combat, 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 I absolutely get that. And D&D gets, its, gets knocked for that a lot, you know, people say D&D that. D&D has so many formulas. It's so oh, crazy. Tons, tons it's and tons. Just... Well, even in Call of Cthulhu. That's um, true. COC you can get people too. like, well, um, I don't read that because I'm really down. We've got how many sessions left? And I'm down to 15 sand. You know what? Um, yeah, I'm not reading that book. He's <laughs> read everything until now. He's the only person. Mm, you know what? I'm going to read that just before we need it. <laughs> right. You know, because <clears throat> you, you end up metagaming that stuff. Like, ah, hmm. I won't lick this idol. You've licked every other idol we found. Mm, not now. Not today. No, it's not good. Not good. Look at my sheet. Bad idea. You know, yeah, <clears throat> or people suddenly, you know, well, my character's drive was must explore the unexplained and know that which man was not meant to. But uh, I have a headache, so I can't. I get really drunk, so I can't do any of that. Or, ah, know. the <laughs> joys of gaming yeah. and role playing exactly. games. Yeah. So I think there's an interesting piece to this, and this might be the larger or the hidden point that I didn't even realize was in here was the the game component of role-playing game is that when there is a game game can have winners and losers as, as is usual but that means that there's features there's functions there's things you can do to mechanically optimize play for like a, a fight you know make sure that your character is around long enough to get to help stop the great old one or help fight the vampire or help do the thing right so I think there is there's some logic in that. And the other component that this is to my earlier statement of maybe just shit Brett's gotta get over is is there anything wrong with that? No, not really. If you know that there's one more session left or two more sessions and you know yourself and the rest of the players get a little extra conservative, blah blah blah. Where's the harm? Right? You don't get it, sorry, too conservative, red card, you're out. I mean, it doesn't happen. Right? You're yeah. still driving the plot forward. You're still going yeah. forward. You're not telling the game master, fuck off, I'm not doing anything, you know? Right. Yeah, I don't I don't run into that too much, I don't think. I don't have too many players that put the brakes on and yeah. I'm out, you know. So it's the, I think it's I think it is interesting that depending how the when is this going to end conversation happens, it can either be a friendly conversation, like, hey, we're having a good time but we want to know what's next because we know you've got some other cool ideas or, Hey, you talked about running a dark ages vampire game, Brett. Oh, you mentioned another world of darkness game. We're pretty hip on that. If this is what's next, that'll be cool. Having fun here, but I'm looking forward to what's next too. That can be great teaser time, right? People are really grooving on what you got coming. Um, it can also be the opportunity for people to say, I am bored. <laughs> I don't want to play this anymore. Can we wrap this up? It's outstated. It's welcome. Um, and honestly, the other piece, too, is depending what people have from a time commitment. And this is kind of the idea of the, the, the BS experiment, right? It's like, this is your limited time commitment to go get this thing done. And depending who you are, we're not 
I'm, I'm Sean, we're not in high school anymore. I don't have unlimited free time where I could just say, hey, we're going to play this campaign all summer, which means like every Friday. <laughs> pretty soon. And, and, pretty soon. And, I'm, yeah, closer, and, I'm closer to that than I was 10 years ago. <laughs> that's true. Retirement, <laughs> retirement may possibly happen. But knowing what the time commitment is can be pretty helpful because somebody can be like, look, if this is going to end, this is cool because my family and I are taking a two-week vacation. And, hey, I'm not going to miss any sessions now. Rock on because the campaign ended before I left or whatever the case is. People have got shit going on. So is this thing going to end before Christmas? If not, the month of December shot. That was also brought up. In the Forbidden Lands game at the end because, you know, we were talking about going on and then we were – talking about hitting the holiday season and everybody that's run any, any longer term games, you know, knows that if you can survive the holiday season, your campaign will continue. Your game will probably pick up in January, but that's the test, right? Like, can we get get through this? It's like, you know, having that girlfriend or boyfriend and it's like, "Ah, it's the holidays. We're going to be separated. You're going overseas for like three months. Is our relationship going to last? It's like the holidays with a role-playing game. <laughs> so I think at the tail end here, man, I we don't have to beat this anymore, but I think the the concept of knowing the end is near, I said, I, I think it can change how some players play. It's not necessarily for the worst. That That's okay. And I think it's one of those pieces that, like I said, I just need to go, hey, you know what? It changes a little bit. Who cares? It's not that big a deal. It's not derailing the campaign or anything. That's fine. And um, knowing when certain things are going to end, even if it's the Brett's vague idea of, well, about another half dozen, or I'm thinking three, maybe four, few sessions, that gives you a concept of, okay, this is how much more is coming. And the other thing that that can do, I think, can, um, can, can make sure people show up, <laughs> quite frankly, too. I've seen that happen. Um, if I'm honest, where we say, hey, only a couple more sessions left. Really? When are they? That suddenly people really fucking pay attention to their calendars. Because they don't want to miss. They don't want to miss the big ending. They don't want to not be there when the cool thing happened. We worked for six months to get to this point, playing every other week. And I didn't make it because of whatever reason, you know. So, anyway. Just kind of, I'm curious what other folks think. I mean, does does knowing when a campaign is going to end does that change your opinion of a campaign? Do you want to know? Um, and if so, um, like I said, does it change your style of play? How have you seen it impact you or your groups? Let us know what you think about that because I'm I'm definitely curious as to how that impacts other people. Yeah. Cool, man. Let us know right in or, yeah, or put it absolutely. down in, down in the comments below for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's get into die roll. Let's do it. Die roll. Two to four miscellaneous points of gaming and geekery we want to share with you. First one this week. Uh, I only got a couple. A little light week. It's all right. Keep it brief. Simple. Chaosium acquires the Dole's House online resource for Call of Cthulhu. So the Dole's House was a third-party independent individual person who put like a a tool online it's a web app and uh chaosium bought them and now whoever i forgot who the the it's uh, a lee Lee carnell started in uh 2016 and as part of the acquisition lee's joined chaosium 
as an in-house software developer. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. They did not buy and fire. They bought and, uh, and consumed. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that is pretty neat. And I didn't, I'm not running a ton of Call of Cthulhu, but if I do, that app's going to probably come in handy, I'm guessing. Have you ever used it, Brett? I have not. I did not even know it existed. That's there you go, cool. Call of Cthulhu there's, fans. There's so much cool shit out there, man. That's so cool. much. There's so much. That's really neat. For sure. Um, and the last one, Eric Svalsvedel had put this in our uh, Discord. It is Tales from the Red Dragon N. Have you seen this, Brett? I saw, I think I saw when Svalsvedel put that out there. Yeah. It's the, so Red Dragon Inn, it's just kind of an expansion type of thing? So I didn't know what it was, because he's like, kind of looks neat. It's like, uh, if you play the video, which is pretty good, and there's a little cartoony thing at the beginning. Oh, it's a one it, to four player cooperative dungeon crawl set in the world of Red Dragon Inn. And huh. the things, like, so you get, mini- they come with a miniature for the character, and then they're kind of like the um, Descent, right? The little card with the character st- stat on it. And they've got, like, 28 scenarios. Interesting. So there's probably a little Descent mixed with Gloomhaven, you know, whatever kind of rule set they're using, but... Um, yeah, might be a very good product for anybody, but it could also be a very good product for those that, um, you know, you want to try to get into RPGs. Well, I'll tell you, speaking of, you know, games with a, with an ending, this is the type of thing that's quite a kind of quasi RPG ish, as you just said, I want to start it. I want to try it. This type of thing looks cool and it has a start in an end. We're gonna right. play this to here, that yeah. thing, <laughs> which 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 could totally get people captured in the fact, and then like, oh, can we do this more? Well, we can get a little more open ended if we play regular Dungeon World or what have you. So, right, interesting, yeah. Ah. Nice so, little expansion there, yeah, yeah. You have to check that out. Uh, links in the chat and down below. We'll put that those. But that's that's all we that's all I have for this week, Brett. Sweet man, and next week. Next week, week, we're going to take the week off. Brett is giving me the night off next week. I'm giving him the night off. And uh, and Brett will be taking the night off. So we're not going to record next week. Yes. Yeah. So. I'm on vacation. And I will want to be on vacation. I assume you will. You won't have to to look at me and and fix my audio. So. So. People will have an opportunity to catch up on all the audio shows. Like, yeah, I'm probably one, two behind, right? Don't worry about it. We're not going to release one. We'll wait for you. We'll wait wait. for you. This is is your time to do your homework. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So we'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'll get on and talk about something. Who knows? Just for the hell of it. I might Sean, will pull out, Sean will pull out that extra um, co-host he's been working on on Saturdays. <laughs> I'll come back. You're like, what happened to my mics? I don't understand. Nothing works. What's with this link? Oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> terrible. Okay. So what if we are going to talk about it in two weeks from now, Brett? Do you know? <clears throat> so one of the things that we had put out there, uh, one of our uh, listeners had talked about play by post. Good practices for that. And um, you have one out there, David and Goliath, you want to talk about a little bit. You know, man, I've got a, I'm not sure. I'm, is there something, Sean, we've got a minute or two here. Is there any, anything you want to go over 
something that's got you got you razzed up or you well, want to talk about feeling good lewis put mm-hmm. one on the forums which is that play-by-post yeah. which i you know yeah and i said yeah oh, brett brett and I, I don't i don't i can't tell you the last time i played a play-by-post it's been a long time it's been a long time so we could sit and like do what we normally do and <laughs> and fake it fake it <laughs> we could totally fake it T- t- totally no totally come from you know, if we were to run one or participate in one or speculate how it should be done and say that's the official way, because that's what we've done for the last 300 episodes. <laughs> we could try that too. Uh, I don't know. I'm open. Okay. Something else might pop up. The David and Goliath one might be dated. Here's the one that we we haven't put on the docket, which I me- I've been meaning to do. Is yeah. since the announcement of the next iteration of D and D, you and I could be prognosticators and put down what we think might be on the docket for Wizards of the Coast in the next iteration of D and D. Well, if nothing else, too, what we would like, or what yeah, we, hey, yeah, we, sure. it, would, it would be cool to see or some variation right. on that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we could do that. I mean, that's an idea. <clears> come back too. with come back with a softball. You know, come off a of vacation, come back with softball. Yeah. That's what that's hurt. Something not too hard. Something not too hard. I like it because this is all hard. This is so fucking difficult. This is way hard. Woo! Pull a hammy doing this thing. I know, right? All right. So we should. We'll come up with something. We'll wrap this up. So in two weeks, we'll we stream here every Monday night on YouTube's. GamingNBS.com forward slash YouTube. Be sure you like and subscribe. Otherwise, you can hear this audio at uh, your favorite podcatcher of choice. That's the flagship show. Otherwise, I am Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming NBS produced with help from the following BSers. Joe Swick, Old School DM. Tony Sugarloaf Baker. Eric Jeppesen. Andy Hall. Chris Steele. Jason Hobbs. Mark Tasaka. Merkel Froelich, Pure Mongrel, Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan LaValley, Victor Wyatt, Craig Huber, Roger Brasslett, Stefan Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scouser Roleplaying, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richmond, Chad Gleeman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Kayward, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Relia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Colcago, Eric Tavola, Hoos Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grochon, Jay Plata, Ed Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Hollis, Quigley Malcolm, Awal Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Thorkus, Chris Shorb, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo, Eric Lunsford, Ty Prunty, Feeling Good Lewis, Ziga Paradzik, Stacy Winters, Nick Westbrook, and John Mahoney. Hey, if you've liked what you've heard on this podcast, do us a favor and let a friend know. Well, even better, let a f- somebody that you don't like know about it. Have them take a listen. Have them subscribe. You never know. They might actually enjoy us and actually come over to our Discord. 
and write in to Random Encounter and be one of our best friends. Yeah. Thanks, BSers. This has been a Litterbox Studio production. production.